Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. Once you understand the child whispering model of the four types of movement in children, you learn that there are two types that we consider a higher movement and more of an extrovert moving outward energy and two types that are considered a more inward, lower movement energy, which are types two and four. So you've got your type one and three that are that higher outward extrovert movement, and type two and four that are the lower, more introverted, uh, either calm or more analytical movement. And so a lot of parents will get in that place where they know, well, I have a higher movement child, or I have a lower movement child. So this podcast, we're going to look at that variable between, is my child a type one energy, upward, light, more random, spontaneous, outward, fun-loving movement? Or is my child a type three, push forward, determined, more aggressive, more determination type child? And so knowing that different quality of movement and what it looks like as it's expressed from your child, you'll be able to easily discern oh, that's type one. Oh, that's type three. Because to me, they're very different. I, I don't get confused at all as I have experienced both type one and type three children. And I would use the two define the words that overall generally reference their quality of movement is light versus push. So it's kind of like this a light bounce to a kind of a drive, a push. Mm-hmm. A Head down, push. Yeah. Down. So there is that distinct variable. And mm-hmm. as they're living true to themselves, that you notice this, I think of Teddy, my only type one grandchild, there's a lightness to him, a flickering. A, Buancy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just a quality yeah. of just whimsy mm-hmm. about him. And then I think of my type three grandchildren, there's just this this quality of like a bull, <laughs> just their head down. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound we use. Here it comes. So let's look at some examples of that, some other ways you can make that uh, differentiation so it's very clear to you what's type one. Now, the most obvious go-to is facial features. And we have facial feature videos where we review all of those in detail, so make sure you've watched those if it's been a while, especially if like your baby, um, if you had a baby and now they're getting into be toddler, a little older, and those facial features are more developing. Watch those also in body language. Mm-hmm. Are they bouncing around a lot or they have a heavier foot plant? You know, that's been helpful in parents really determining and just seeing what does the whole movement look like. Because when you're, you know, seeing the world into these four types for the first time, you could be like, mm-hmm. okay, I understand like light versus push forward what does that really look like and there was even a parent that said I thought my kid was a type three then I was around type threes you know and I was like oh that's type three energy okay that makes sense and I think sometimes when you have multiple type threes in your family you can be like okay it will either help you know okay yeah there's variables in type three but that's type three versus type one or it's new to you. You don't know that energy yeah. as well, you know? So just continue to learn to, you know, come on the Facebook page and see stories and examples from other parents. That's always helpful. Mm-hmm. And understand the movement of all the types more fully. And that will help you be able to interpret the movement 
uh, better. We have a lot of content on the podcast with the difference even in wines <laughs> or how they sleep, the different just how they are in utero. There's a lot of content here that helps you to mm-hmm. see the full picture. So if you're in that I'm not sure phase, resource those other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. Let's continue this discussion after a short break. What's your mom uniform? Yoga pants? Jeans and a t-shirt? As a mom, you're busy and wardrobe isn't high on the priority list. But do you ever get tired of feeling blah about how you look? Carol Tuttle's Dressing Your Truth program helps you create a personal style that works for you, for your budget, for your family, and for your life. You can look more pulled together in less time. All you need is a little know-how, and Carol can show you. Just sign up for a free account at dressingyourtruth.com. This parent shared, I have a type 1 and a type 3. My type 1 is older, so there were a few times I thought maybe he was a type 3 because he's so high movement and physical. But when my daughter was born, the contrast was pretty clear. My son was the cutest little Santa baby, always smiling and bouncing and giggling. My daughter was not that way. She was and is so she was and is so determined with a loud, attention-grabbing voice and a heavy tread. Her movement is much more firm and heavy and determined while my son's is wiggly and not nearly as firm. His movement reminds me of one of those squishy octopus toys wiggling about like jelly. My daughter's movement is athletic and goal-oriented. Yeah, there's sort of this, again, it's like compare a bouncing ball to dropping a, like, okay, if you had a ball in one hand that bounces and a rock in the other, drop them both. (laughs) And what's your child? Are they a little more light and light in their footstep and a little more buoyant? And the other is just sort of like, boom, it lands with a substance to it. This is a great example as well from another parent. I wasn't sure at first if my son was one or three, but what helped me determine one was the difference between bubble up energy versus determined forward energy, which we've shared this a lot. So yeah, she's paying attention. Okay, what's the difference? Right. Also listening to the food preferences episode of the podcast totally nailed it as type one. Seeing him really take on the other kids' energies at school and getting feedback like, oh, he'll play with anything, anyone. He does it all. He is so much fun. And then he started going around saying, if it shines, it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think too, like little, and don't hang your hat on this, but what are, what words are people using to describe your children? I see that in adults who are like, their nickname is Sunny. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, Mm -hmm. my nickname's Twinkle. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know what type I am. I don't know what type I am. I said, pretty sure a type three is not going to be nicknamed Twinkle. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Yeah, definitely. And another parent said their behavior in social settings and that, um, I saw that early on when we were developing and, and, you know, we would have kids come to our right. office and we, we used to do that. We, we, we have would, like set up play dates and uh-huh, have kids come. Because we, we wanted to observe them. their behaviors. It was before I re- mm-hmm. wrote The Child Whisper. And, and we the, wanted to put them in certain settings. And when they're in. And we had those parents taking, uh, they were actually our practicum. They were doing the research yeah. oh, for us. Oh, they had big pages of like yeah. questionnaries that they We had them out. observing their children in home and settings yeah, in various places and log it. That's where all the testimonials in the book come yeah, from. Yeah, and that's yeah. where I got a lot, a lot of information in the, before I wrote the book was from about 30 different family groups. Mm-hmm. 
who put this all, you know, kind of put the their their uh, glasses on to see it now. Yeah. I told them what to look for and what are you seeing? What are you noticing? Mm-hmm. And something I remember that would come out a lot when they come into our space was the lower movements two and four would step back. Yes. They'd stay by their mom. And the ones and threes. Well, a lot of times the fours would go play by themselves. The two would hover around mom. The type mm-hmm. two kids would stick close and take yeah, some time. Yeah, there was time. a group of kids They playing, took some time to get integrated kind of, where mm-hmm. the one, the threes were like. The ringleaders. <laughs> well, they were just louder for sure. Yeah, you know? so. I'm glad I'm a type three because, you know, I get to be the one that says, <laughs> I get it, you know. So that's one tip, you know, is just seeing their, their behavior outside of the home where they're the most comfortable, put them in a new setting and that movement could come out more. One more story we'll share. All the things that would motivate a type one weren't quite motivating my daughter. She responded more to goals than fun and hated being thwarted once she had an object in mind. And her attitude. I know type 1s can be sassy, but this one is fierce. I love her type 3 nature, though. When we work together to accomplish things, it's pretty amazing what we can achieve. Your parenting practice for this week is if you are unsure about your child's type, set the intention that it will be made clear to you and that you will know within... I don't know how long we want to set the intention for here. I'd say within the week they're going to make it real clear based on this This. These variables we've taught you that if they're a type three, it's going to be exaggerated. It's going to be like in your face (laughs) obvious. I say, oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. There's no question. And if you already know their type, how can you support your higher movement energy children in expressing their fun-loving or determined nature? Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.